you for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you folks. I hope you're doing really well. Thank God you would take the opportunity to come out and listen and, and be part of this community. And, and, and we're just so thankful that with me out in Barstow, California is Kevin. Good morning, Kevin. Hey, Wendy. Good morning to you, Doug. Yeah. So we've been saying this and, and I don't say this to be funny or to pick on uh, Kevin at all, but man, all it's done is rain out there and hail and wind blowing and craziness. <laughs> he shows up at sunny California. They even wrote a song that we jokingly sang uh, a few broadcasts ago where it never rains in California, but girl, let me warn you. Let me tell you, it always rains in California when Kevin's there. As a matter of fact, I'm, think, I'm thinking of contacting Governor Newsom and say, you need to put this guy on retainer every time you have, uh, you know, a dearth like this or you know, you need to bring them out, man. Because, uh, I mean, if you think about it, uh, they, it's a biblical proportions, the dryness they've been going through out there, brother. It's, uh, mm-hmm. it's been crazy. And now on the other end of that, they're getting so much water and rain. I was watching the news last night and it was going through the streets of LA and, uh, and some of the streets in the lower areas down there by that river. That's never a river is a river again, brother. It is wow. flowing. Yeah. So, Today we find ourselves in a position where we wanted to talk about healing. So we've, we've told you about some of the stuff we went through so we can box that up for a while now and, and start looking at some of the things that all of us have to go through. All of us have been through junk. All of us have been hurt. All of us have lived through things that we look back at and we, we kind of sigh and we're sorrowful. And, uh, but today's word of the day is healing. You know, the other end of that. You know, God still heals people. God still heals old preachers. God still heals old men, old women, mm-hmm. young men, young women, kids. God's still in the healing business. And from that, I mean, God does a work. Uh, when he takes somebody and puts us, allows us to go through these trials, uh, they're not for waste. They're so we can help others who've been through things like this. They're so we can be a better human being, serving God, a better Christian, closer to God, and uh, that's what this is all about. And that's pretty exciting. Yeah, you know, the Bible tells us, we're reminded, we've mentioned this many times, but over in Psalm 34, 18, the Lord is nigh unto them that uh, are of a broken heart and save as such as be of a contrite spirit. He healeth the broken in heart and bindeth up their wounds. And um, friends, healing begins with God. Healing uh, starts and ends with God. Now, I know there's some things in the middle there. You may have to, uh, you know, apologize to some of your family and say, boy, I've, I've been a stick in the mud or I haven't been serving God the way I should. But I want to tell you this, and I think that's an apology that I got to give my kids and wife all the time. But I, I honestly believe when we go to God and we seek healing and we apply his word to our hearts and our heads and and you know, sometimes, Kevin, when we do that, we see some things in ourselves and our lives that we got to remove, but God doesn't give us that mirror to our souls unless we're in his word, unless we're on our knees. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, <clears throat> taking, taking ownership of your life's healing, healing comes from God, but it, the decision to do that 
lies in us. And I think, um, <clears throat> you know, it, it, certainly in my own situation, you know, my the narcissist that God allowed to come into my life and do a bunch of damage a few years ago. Um, I, you know, you have to first of all realize that the battle really is is God in you. It's not you versus the narcissist because um, it's like the one great quote I read, there is simply no winning with a narcissist. He will treat you so horribly that you will become withdrawn and depressed. And then he will turn around and say, you're not fun anymore. You're always so depressed. I need to go with someone more positive than you. <laughs> Susan Will Susan Williams was a woman credited with that quote, but it was so good. I, I just made a, uh, a kind of a note out of it to always refer to because that's, that's the situation. And so the more you try to win with the narcissist, the more you're going to become wounded and the more you become wounded, you know, and just chafed and chafed and then eventually bitter. And then eventually, you know, you become toxic yourself like that one, kind of like what you were saying, Doug, you know, you have to turn around and apologize to everyone around you, but, um, it's certainly, um, it's certainly incumbent on us to, to seek healing. The scripture you gave is a, is an excellent one. I was looking at Psalm 41 verse four. I, uh, this, uh, David said, I said, Lord, be merciful unto me, heal my soul for I have sinned against thee. And, um, brother, you know, God knows that there is this healing that we're built for God. You know, the, the, a good doctor is going to say, Hey, I don't heal you. I just cooperate with God who made you and the healing is built into you. Well, you went to the doctor to, to hear him say that. And then he cooperated with really with God's building that into you. But the fact is same thing with the soul. So we have to go to get help. You, you can't, again, on one hand, keep fighting against a person who is going to gaslight you, make it all about him as far as he's wonderful or she's wonderful. You can't, if it's your mother, if it's your father, you can't just say, oh, in the name of being a good child, I'm going to make this thing work. These people, it's it's so crystallized in their being that they, it's, it's, a, it's a blind spot that trying to pull that beam out of their eye is just not going to be done by you. You need to heal. And, um, and so to get healing for the soul, oh man, is that, is there a God in heaven, Doug, who has the ability to reach down to the deepest wound and, and begin to heal if we just, you know, take wow. time? Yeah. He, he alone. And I like, I like one of the things you said and, and, I want to even take it a step farther. I liked it so much in, in the verse you were quoting about going to God and seeking forgiveness. And a lot of the things we've been through and, and boy, we know this all too well, uh, the hurts, the abuses, those things, they're not on us. Other people do that to us. The problem is, yeah. is when those things happen to us, we then, we still, we're still, uh, have a requirement to God to do the right thing. We still have a requirement to serve God in a meaningful way and to seek him to help heal us. And, and I think we, we forget sometimes that it's a sin to stop serving God when someone else has hurt us. It's a sin. It really is. And, and it's what we do with these things. God gives us some options. 
we can take this terrible hurt that Kevin was just speaking about, the pain this woman, uh, I think you said Susan Williams, what a great quote. And we can understand that, man, these people are never going to get better. We have to, we have to understand that up front. We can pray for them. We can love them. Uh, but the only thing that'll happen that will make them better is a relationship with God. And short of that, and short of them repenting of the things they've done in their life, uh, you got to give up. Uh, but I like, I like this thought, and it's a sad thought, uh, to understand that the things that have happened in my life have caused me to sin sometimes. But knowing that we serve a God that's a forgiven God, and i got to go sit God, I, I know I was hurt, and that's, that's on me what I did with that. It's not on me that I was hurt. You know, the, the Apostle Paul said, Alexander the coppersmith has brought me much evil. Demas is a knucklehead, and so on. But he, he continued to move on. And I think, Kevin, I think sometimes that if we're not careful, we don't continue to move on. I, I think in, healing is a big part of understanding that, hey, this terrible thing happened to me. I can't completely shut down, lock the doors, not be the mom or dad or husband or wife or uh, son or daughter or whatever God has given me. I've got to be that person even in spite of this. Yeah. Yeah, you know, um, I was just thinking how <clears throat> when uh, when Jacob was getting ready to die, he blessed his kids, and I was just looking for the scripture where he talked about, oh, here it is, Joseph is a fruitful bough. Okay, Joseph, remember, was betrayed by his brother. Some of them were very narcissistic, very cruel. Um, Joseph is a fruitful bough, even a fruitful bough by a well whose branches run over the wall. So <clears throat> Joseph you know, was fruitful before and because of his narcissistic abuse by his brothers. But then it says the archers have sorely grieved him and shot at him and hated him, but his bow abode in strength and the arms of his hands were made strong by the hands of the mighty God of Jacob from thence is the shepherd, the stone of Israel. And um, Joseph is a great example of what I wish I would be in, uh, more in these situations where when I'm shot at and I'm wounded, that I just go right to God and say, God, you're going to have to heal me because like Jesus, I, you know, I don't think I did anything wrong, but I don't want to, you know, I want to keep my heart during wow. these things. Man, that's good. That's good. I love that. And, and, and that's the biggest step in healing right there is that starting step, going to God and saying, Lord, I need you. Hey, listen, we'll be right back. Let those broadcasters and these stations do what they got to do. We'll be right back with you. Doug will return shortly. Meanwhile, you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements. Well, amen. One, another thing that I was thinking about, especially as we were just talking about going to God and remembering that verse, it's been quoted so many times for both of us during this journey on narcissism. And and come on to me over in, in Matthew eleven twenty eight through thirty. All you that are, uh, all that ye that labor and are heavy laden. That word heavy, literally in today's terms, would be depressed, down, 
in a really bad place in the ditch. You folks know what we're saying there. And I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest upon your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And I like especially verse 30 here at the end here, Brother Kevin, where uh, the Lord reminds us that what we're going through is real heavy and hard, and and that yoke is terrible, and it's uneven, and we're hurt, and we're carrying too much of a load, and we find ourselves just down and depressed, and if we're not careful, we, we spread that on our spouses and on our loved ones and on our friends and on our churches. And God's saying all that heaviness, all that craziness you have, just come to me because I'm light. Uh, you know, it's going to be okay. I'm lowly in heart and you shall find, you know, these narcissists, they're not lowly in heart. They're the yeah. other side of that, you know? Yeah. And uh, he's saying, I'm lowly in heart and you shall find rest upon your souls for my yoke is easy and my burdens light. You know, Kevin, when I read that in a journey of healing, I need to go somewhere where it's easy. I need to go somewhere where the judgment's already been done. I need to go somewhere when it's all about love. It's no longer Mm. about craziness. And I do that, brother, right here in Matthew 11. I mean, what are you thinking? Yeah. You know, um, abuse, narcissistic abuse, even just PTSD in general is uh, we would call it a watershed experience, watershed experience because, because, you know, when something like that happens, the water, a watershed means the water, the rain comes here, but it goes one of two directions or a a river splits there into two rivers. Um, You kind of like the continental divide rain is coming down here. Part of it goes to the Gulf of Mexico. Part of it goes to the Pacific ocean, that kind of thing. And um, when we go through something, the point of impact, as I've heard it called before at that point, you either go, either come unto Christ, you either go to Jesus and take and take his healing and his yoke, take his plan, his remedy uh, from the lowly Lord Jesus, you either join him there or you go, you know, an, another direction. And I was just thinking how, um, I'm here in Southern California. I'm in the high desert while I was in the, on the other side of the mountain from, from Barstow, I was down in the, uh, what they call the inland empire, which is the riverside area, the foot of the mountains. And, um, I preached at a church Sunday and, um, uh, when I was preaching there, it was, uh, it was, I was asked to do PTSD. So I preached on PTSD. And while I was dealing with that, I gave the scripture that the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. And that's Luke four eighteen. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captive, recovering a sight to the blind to set at liberty, them that are abused. And I, I, I submitted this thought to them. <clears throat> I said, I said, if Jesus Christ came to heal the brokenhearted, that means that 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 our our goal, D.L. Moody, you know, got a hold of this because every service he preached, he opened his scripture to Isaiah 61, which is this scripture from the Old Testament. And he said, This is why I'm here. And I challenged the church to say, This is why we're here, is to go after the people who have been impacted 
by Satan. You know, they're they're captives, they're brokenhearted, that and maybe Satan used a narcissist, maybe he used some you know, shooter in a school, maybe Satan used, you know, just whatever. But yeah. but but whatever sin did, um, God wants to undo and he does it through the gospel, he does it through salvation. So it's and I used an illustration. I said, folks, you don't, you, you know, we don't know who's hurting around us. I said, I was down buying Chinese food at a takeout place, and I told the person behind the counter. Uh, she asked me, "What you doing in in Southern California?" I said, "Well, I'm working with PTSD down here," and she said, "She fought back tears, Doug," mm-hmm. and she said, "She said I walked into my sister's." And she was hanging in the backyard. Oh, she, and she said it was caused by PTSD. And now there's another victim. Well, it's her. Mm. And, um, you know, I, I shared with the people, I said, look, that's just a person behind the counter at the Chinese place. I said, you don't know who, what people been through. And I said, you can't know, but go, go realizing first of all, that everyone has been victimized by Satan. And the goal is to help them to take ownership for their sin at the foot of the cross, rather than going at it saying, these people are perpetrators of the, you know, basically they've committed evil against God. That's true. But Jesus, first of all, came to us because we were being victimized by Satan. And once we were set free, then he helped us, amen, to become healed and then to rise up and and go and sin no more. So I just challenge the people to look at things from the standpoint of the, you're talking to people, man, woman, boys, and girl, who have been hurt and then need healed. Yeah. And that and that healing is in the soul. And that's that's the healing that the cross brings uh, to what the devil and Satan, because Jesus Christ came to defeat the works of Satan, according to the book of Hebrews. Yeah, yeah, so true. So real. I feel bad for that lady, but just that's just a picture. There's someone like that in probably every restaurant in America and every place we walk in, there's somebody going through something. And, you know, I was thinking, as you said that I was, I went back to that idea of yoke and I just wanted to mention to everybody that, uh, you know, that ox or horses, they're yoked. You want to put two horses together that are about the same size and you put these yokes over them and they do equal pulling. But sometimes, you know, somebody may be bigger or smaller and they get more. It's, it's, it's so hard to put that yoke on because you're fighting against something. And so it's an idea of work. So this expression is talking about work and it's saying, put my yoke on. It's easy. Join me in my work is what God's saying. And it, it the, the, opposite of this is getting stuck in this narcissistic triangle um, where we're just hurt, where we're in the ditch, where we're afraid to leave the house, we're afraid to have friendships, we're afraid to expand our relationships, we're, we're afraid. And I use that word afraid, and I want you to know that I've been that guy, all right? I've been that person that said, hey, I I just really don't want to go to these meetings anymore because I've been through this terrible thing. Or I really don't want to be around these people anymore because they know I've been hurt. And God's saying, just stop all that. Just put on my yoke. It's light. I carry most of the load over here. You know, and join me in my work. 
So I think the answer to all of us when we look at healing and, and everything that Kevin just so aptly said and told that church and told us today, uh, the, the answer is real. We can, have a, uh, we can have a wonderful ministry enjoying God and his work. And it's not automatic. You know, we're not going to stand up and, and change the world maybe, or maybe we will tomorrow morning. But God wants us to put on his yoke and join with him. And when we do that, you know, when we, when we stop uh, living in the ditch, when we stop living with the door closed and the lights off and the shades pulled, and we just start serving God, something strange happens. And, and we start helping others. And that's where we're going on tomorrow's broadcast. So make sure you come back tomorrow. We're going to talk about, we talked about healing. We had to heal from that hurt. And so as we start off on tomorrow's broadcast, we want to talk about helping. And, and God puts us in this wonderful position where we can take our hurt, let him heal us, and then help others. We'll talk to you tomorrow. May God bless you. Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Help for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation, outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, recognize that you are a sinner, as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, understand that there is a cost to our sin, as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.